Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for August the 3rd of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But today, let's start things off with some news that got people riled up. Spider-Man is coming to the PlayStation version of Marvel's Avengers exclusively in early 2021. Marvel's Avengers on Sony platforms will feature an exclusive hero, Spider-Man. Developer Crystal Dynamics said it plans to add the superhero to the PlayStation version of the upcoming game in early 2021. The studio did not say whether Spider-Man will make his way to other platforms at a later date. As with all of the other playable heroes within the game, you will have access to multiple skill trees that will allow you to customize how Spider-Man plays. Crystal Dynamics did not share screenshots of the hero in action, but did say it is pulling the art of Steve Ditko and John Romita Sr. to inform its take on the popular character. It is not too surprising to find out Spider-Man is only coming to PlayStation. After all, Sony recently published an exclusive featuring Peter Parker and is working on a standalone title starring Miles Morales. The good news is that players across all platforms will still have access to Hawkeye when Crystal Dynamics adds him to the game sometime after launch. What is more, the studio plans to add both heroes to the game for free. Marvel's Avengers comes out on September the 4th on Google Stadia, PS4, PC, and Xbox One, and next year it will also make its way to 9th generation consoles, with PS4 and Xbox One owners getting a free upgrade to the respective next generation version. In the meantime, you can take part in the game's PS4 beta this weekend if you do pre-order the upcoming title. So right off the bat, I want to make it very clear, I am not a fan of this kind of exclusivity. And although I do not plan on playing Marvel's Avengers, it still makes me irritated to know that a very significant part of the MCU is going to be locked to a specific platform. Uh, Because although Spider-Man is not considered a direct Avenger, he is still incredibly significant in the context of the Avengers and also on the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. Some may say he is the most popular Marvel hero, and that is a very uh, important hero in terms of getting the experience of Marvel's Avengers right and really nailing it down. Uh, It feels like the other versions of Marvel's Avengers outside of the PlayStation ecosystem are going to feel largely incomplete without Spider-Man. It's not been confirmed this is a timed exclusive, but I would be shocked if it was not. This feels like something that is going to be very much so changing the experience of Marvel's Avengers uh, if Spider-Man does not come to all platforms at some point in time. Now, I want to make something else very clear. I don't have a problem with console exclusives. The fact that God of War is tied exclusively to PS4. The fact that Halo is tied exclusively to Xbox and also PC, but mainly Xbox in terms of consoles, that's perfectly fine. But to lock a very significant portion of a universe to a specific platform, whether it be Xbox, Stadia, or PS4, whatever you could be playing on, uh, that is not a good way of doing business. That feels very much so anti-consumer in my mind. I don't like where this is going uh, because you're ruining the experience for other players by keeping what many people would consider to be the most favorite superhero out of the game. 
So I'm hoping this is going to be a timed exclusive, but I am very uh, disappointed in Crystal Dynamics and really uh, in the game overall for locking Spider-Man to the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5 eventually. Of course, a lot of people will not care about this at all. A lot of people uh, will be playing on the PlayStation ecosystem anyway. But for those that are still tied to the Xbox ecosystem or for those that are looking forward uh, to playing on PC and getting the best graphical experience possible, this is a pretty big blow and I'm not a big fan of it. Of it. But if you want to see what else is going to be coming to the PS4, you can also tune into State of Play this Thursday, August the 6th. They say, and I quote on the blog.playstation.com recent post, it's been a while, but State of Play returns this Thursday with a focus on third-party published games coming to PS4 and PSVR. We will have a few PS5 game updates on third-party and indie titles you saw in June's PS5 showcase as well. The episode is weighing in at 40 plus minutes. We've got a great lineup in store featuring plenty of new gameplay footage and other game updates. They cannot wait to hear what you think, writes Sid Schumann over on the PlayStation blog. And just to be super clear, there will be no PlayStation Studios updates in Thursday's episode. There won't be any updates around new hardware, business, pre-orders, or dates either. On Thursday, our focus is squarely on showcasing some cool upcoming games coming to the broader PlayStation ecosystem. Should be fun. The new State of Play episode airs Thursday, August the 6th at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. BST, and you can watch it live on Twitch and YouTube. See you Thursday, they write on the PlayStation blog. So this is going to be pretty much showcasing the indies coming out on the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation VR, as the blog post does put it. Uh, this isn't necessarily what people are looking forward to right now, uh, but I understand why they're implementing this state of play at the beginning of August, uh, because there is still a good stretch of summertime left. Of course, as kids are going back to school, there is still a large stretch of time between now and the time that the PlayStation 5 is launching supposedly in November. Uh, and so whenever you are looking for something to play, to be able to pick up a $15 or $20 indie title, a $30 AA title, if you will, uh, could be a good opportunity. On top of that, this specific instance is building a case for why the PlayStation 4 will retain value uh, over the course of the next six months to a year. Because as third parties continue to support the PlayStation 4, there is still a reason to buy the PlayStation 4. And so this is long-term marketing for Sony's current 8th generation console. Now, will this be also marketing the PlayStation 5 in a bit of a way, because there is going to be some PS5 news mixed in there as well, uh, but primarily expect some PS4 and PSVR stuff. I saw that Crash Bandicoot 4 had been uh, confirmed to be included in that, uh, so that's exciting for those that are looking forward to that little uh, platformer that's coming out later this year. But of course, you can tune in this Thursday, August the 6th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and I will have the entire breakdown for you right here on that episode of the Jam Pack Report later on that night. You've never heard of an episode? I, I, I haven't either. But moving on, PlayStation 4 controllers will work on PlayStation 5, but only on PS4 games. Dang, so close. PlayStation is drawing a clearer line in the sand between its current and next generation consoles than Microsoft is with the Xbox, leaving questions about which PlayStation 4 accessories will cross over and work with the PlayStation 5. That is the central topic of a PlayStation blog published today that aims to clear up confusion about the role PS4 accessories like controllers, headsets, fight sticks, and other external devices will play in Sony's next-gen plans. 
In short, developers that launch a game for the PlayStation 5 can count on their players using one of Sony's new DualSense controllers to play. While the PlayStation 4's DualShock 4 controller is able to connect to the PlayStation 5, it cannot be used to play PS5 games. The same is true for third-party PS4 controllers, with Sony saying that all of the above will work with supported PS4 games on PS5. This particular step makes sense given PlayStation's focus on innovation so far with the PlayStation 5 hype cycle and PlayStation leadership's stance that a clear divide between console generations is a key part of its plans to evolve every part of the experience. Reiterating on that in the blog post, Sony notes that, quote, We believe that PlayStation 5 games should take advantage of the new capabilities and features we are bringing to the platform, including the features of DualSense wireless controller. As for other accessories, PlayStation Move controllers will cross into their third console generation and will be used to play supported PSVR games. On the PlayStation 5, while there is a new PlayStation camera being made for PS5, the PS4's PS camera will be supported on PS5 via an official adapter provided free of charge to PSVR users through a not-yet-detailed process. Some of the more niche accessories, specialty peripherals such as officially licensed racing wheels, arcade sticks, and flight stick, will work with both supported PS4 games and PS5 games as well. Now, I saw a lot of people online talking about this this morning, uh, saying, well, this is frustrating. The Xbox ecosystem is allowing Xbox One controllers to work completely and totally through and through on the Xbox Series X. Why can't they do that with the PlayStation 5? This shouldn't be an issue. Imagine using a DualShock 2 on a PlayStation 4, or even a DualShock 3 on a PlayStation 4. The experience is not the same. The point of a new console generation, in a lot of ways, is to iterate. Uh, now, when it comes to Xbox, they are choosing to go a different route, and that's perfectly understandable. There is a new Xbox Series X controller, but the design is largely the same as the Xbox One design. And on top of that, the Xbox One design, not too much different than the Xbox 360 design aside from some of the ergonomics. Uh, now, if you look at the uh, DualShock 2, as compared to the DualShock 3, not too many differences there, largely the same design. DualShock 3 to 4, very different. Big touchpad on top, much more curved design, much more ergonomic, fits in the hand well. The DualSense is chunkier than the DualShock 4. And then on top of that, it's got all this additional technology, adaptive triggers, haptic feedback baked into every element of the controller. It's a very different experience and one that I think is uh, wisely adopted by those getting the PlayStation 5. And it is wise because if you don't force users to use every feature of the DualSense, then developers will continue building games based on the DualShock 4 because it's easier you are able to do less and still get the exact same amount of response from the community. If you know that everybody is going to be using the DualSense, you are encouraged to use the features of the DualSense. Uh, especially when it comes to third parties, a lot of them are probably going to be tempted to not really take advantage of what the DualSense controller can do because they're developing for not only the PlayStation 5, but the Xbox Series X and the PC as well. And so if you can't take advantage of one specific feature, then you would be more likely to not add it unless you happen to be given the time and you have the resources to do so. Uh, and so I think that it's already an uphill battle for games that are outside of the first-party title lineup, uh, but at the same time, I do understand why they want PlayStation 4 controllers to work, especially during this crossover period where you have Call of Duty Modern Warfare being played on the PS4, you bring that over to the PlayStation 5, and you can continue playing split-screen or whatever you might be doing uh, without having to dish out $70 or $80 for a new controller whenever they launch this holiday season.
So all of that being said, if you have DualShock 4s, don't get rid of them just yet, but don't expect to be playing PlayStation 5 games on them anytime soon. But you could be getting more information on when you could be playing games on the Xbox Series X very soon, because an Xbox partner has contacted customers with pre-order heads up. Telstra is Amazon's, excuse me, Microsoft's Australian partner for its Xbox All Access program, a 24-month subscription that gives customers access to an Xbox console, Xbox Live, and Game Pass. As reported by Press Star this weekend, Telstra texted its customers to alert them that pre-orders for the Xbox Series X will, uh, excuse me, with Xbox All Access will open soon. The message added, this offer is exclusive to Telstra customers, so you need a post-paid mobile, mobile broadband, or home internet service with us. For more information, you can visit tel.st slash xboxxeoi. Xbox boss Phil Spencer said in June that the Xbox all-access subscription model will be critical to the Xbox Series X launch and the overall hardware generation. More recently, Microsoft's head of gaming suggested the company could hold another of its regular Xbox events this August, and media reports have previously indicated that Xbox would use an August event as the platform to announce its second next-gen console, codenamed Lockhart. So, I think we are going to be getting news soon. Of course, as the summer has gone on, people have said, will we get pricing news in June? Did not happen. July? Nope, sure didn't. We are now in August. That leaves September, October, and November. If they do not announce pricing in August, that leaves people that need to save up for these consoles to get on day one a very small amount of time to start saving up if they want to have a definitive price in mind when they begin budgeting. And that's a very large part of a lot of people's lives, especially for the younger gamers. Uh, because whenever I was getting into the 8th generation, whenever the PlayStation 4 was about to launch, uh, I was working at McDonald's, making $7.25 an hour. It takes a long time, whenever you're a high schooler, to save up five dollars to $600 and you're getting $7.25 an hour. I know because I did it for the PlayStation 4 and I saved up, I think, $500? No, $400, excuse me. I saved up $400 and some change to get games like FIFA and Battlefield on day one. Uh, and so it was a lot, you know, and you need to give people a heads up. And I think that it's already getting a bit long in the tooth uh, when it comes to waiting on the price for the Xbox and the PlayStation. I'm not a big fan of this stalemate that we have going on right now. Somebody is going to have to make the move and say, hey, this is how much our console costs. If you don't like it, sorry. And then the other person can retort and make whatever move they need to make. But it is time to open up pre-orders because I am ready to give you my money. That's what it comes down to. And a lot of other people feel the exact same way. So if you are a member of the Telstra uh, community and you want to get the Xbox, Xbox All Access program, excuse me, uh, you should be able to do that soon with the Xbox Series X. And who knows, you could even be seeing the Series S uh, not too far after that. But I am very excited to see when and where these will pop up and how much they will be. But... Good news for those that are big fans of graphic design. Microsoft is reportedly bending the ugly optimized for Xbox Series X sticker. Microsoft has heard your feedback on its hulking green optimized for Xbox Series X stickers, which has been slapped willy-nilly all over Xbox Series X game boxes. The bulky logo has been quietly removed from the box art of Codemasters Dirt 5, with other games now expected to follow suit. Microsoft's chunky icon was meant to indicate the game will look better on Xbox Series X, despite it instantly making game boxes look worse. The monstrosity's messaging will reportedly now be placed on the rear cover in a less eye-gouging manner. Here is a comparison of the Dirt 5 cover with the offending sticker and without, mocked up by games analyst Daniel Amott. 
And so as you can see here via the Twitter post, uh, it does look significantly better. As we saw before, uh, ultimately you had this, uh, hold on, let's see, this disgusting looking Xbox Series X uh, optimized logo here on the front that took up a very large chunk of the cover. I mean, if you really look at what we have going on here, it does take up more space than the ESRB rating. And so then you have the second version, the Dirt 5 version, uh, that is completely and totally clean. It just has the Dirt 5 logo. In a lot of ways, I see this similar to the way that you see uh, PlayStation Vita Remote Play on the back of every PlayStation 4 game. Does anybody use that? No, nobody uses that. It's there if you need to know that it does, but it's not something to put on the front cover. Now, you do still have in the top corner here, if you click in closely, you have the Smart Delivery, you have the Xbox Series X and the Xbox One branding. That's enough for most people to get the point across. Now, if I was a designer over at Xbox, which again, I have not gone to graphic design college, I have no specialty in that space, I would eliminate the Xbox word here and just center up the Xbox logo because that's synonymous and make this box as clean and simple as possible. I really think that's the way to go, but again, that is just my two cents. So if you were concerned about the Xbox Series X disgusting big optimized green blob, don't worry, it looks like it's going the way of the robe. But speaking the way of the road, that's the way that the Xbox Store is going because a new one is coming soon. A new Microsoft Store on the Xbox is loading in two seconds and it comes to Xbox Insiders in just a couple of days. Today, Xbox revealed a new version of the Microsoft Store on Xbox that will begin rolling out to Xbox Insiders on August the 5th. This overhaul changes the layout and appearance of the store while improving its speed and security. Our senior Xbox editor, Jez Corden, previously leaked some of the features in a video, which you can check out below. Microsoft says the new store is over twice as fast as the current version, launching in under two seconds. The wish list has been rebuilt, and it's now easy to view pricing for backwards compatible Xbox 360 or original Xbox titles. The store is also being made safer, and you will need to be signed into your Xbox Live account in order to browse. With the Xbox Series X and games like Halo Infinite on the way in holiday 2020, this is a good time to start introducing a new storefront design. While insiders will get to test this soon, hopefully we will learn more about when it's releasing for everyone in the next couple of months. Uh, if I had to guess, this new update is going to be released alongside the Series X. That seems to make the most sense, uh, but it is very clean. And I tweeted this in reply to, I believe, Shinobi602 on Twitter, if I remember correctly. Uh, but user interface designers do not get enough recognition. The experience that a user has when navigating the basic fundamental menus of a console builds the experience that they will have for the entire console generation. The PlayStation 4's cross-media bar is not that great. It was not that great on the PS3, it was not that great on the PlayStation Portable, but it has stuck around and iterations of it have come. The Xbox dashboard, sort of in a lot of ways like the XMB, the new design is a bit cleaner, uh, but the less clunky you can get this and the more natural the navigation can become, the better off you will be. And just by looking at the video that showcases the Xbox store, this is the cleanest look we have ever seen uh, to date for the Xbox store. That is something that I get very, very excited about. So if you want to check it out for yourself, you can find the Windows Central video over on the official blog post, which I have linked down below. If you would like to learn more about what is going to be coming to the Xbox store near you. Very big fan of how that is all shaping up. But if you do want to buy and download the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One, whatever storefront you might be using, it's getting crossplay, mouse and keyboard support later on this year.
Halo The Master Chief Collection is a collaboration of all of the Halo games, collection, collaboration, same word, on Xbox One and, of course, PC. According to a report by Eurogamer, developer 343 Industries wants to add crossplay and other features to the package. You can read about the major features planned for the collection below. They should be available on Xbox One and PC. You get crossplay, input-based server matching, server region selection, custom game browsers, per-game graphics options, per-game audio options, mouse and keyboard support on Xbox One, and in-game frame rate caps and adjustments. The biggest planned additions have to be the promise of crossplay and the mouse and keyboard support on console. It is unclear when these will hit Halo the Master Chief Collection, but knowing they are in the works is quite exciting. So the big news here, obviously, is crossplay because that is a very significant deal uh, for those that want to play through campaigns with their friends. Uh, currently, one of my best friends is playing through Halo 3 Legendary with a friend on PC, and I'm unable to take part because I play on Xbox One, which is totally fine. I understand. Uh, but to have the option to get crossplay involved is certainly one that I would be taking advantage of right now. On top of that, if crossplay is getting involved, mouse and keyboard support also needs to get involved on top of that. Uh, and so for that to be coming to Xbox further blurs the line between an Xbox and a PC in a way that is going to be particularly relevant in the next generation, as the Series X is boasting graphics that are much more on par uh, with a high-end gaming PC. So that gets me very excited. Uh, but for fans of the Master Chief Collection, you better look out. There is going to be some big change coming your way. And finally, to round out today's show, one of my favorite looking next-gen consoles, or games, I should say, uh, is Avowed, and a new job listing is hinting at cross-platform play, multiplayer, and more. Little is known about the Xbox Series X exclusive Avowed, but a recent Obsidian job listing hints at a first-person combat, multiplayer, and more. Revealed in the Xbox Game Showcase, the game has quickly propelled to the upper echelon of interest for Xbox and RPG fans. And while we don't know a ton about the title, we do have some hints for a new Obsidian job listing about some unannounced mechanics that the developers are likely planning for the game. Ever since the original reveal of Avowed at the Xbox Game Showcase, developer Obsidian has started recruiting for new hires on their next high-profile role-playing game. While they do not call it Avowed by name, it seems pretty evident that this is what Obsidian is talking about. The listings are pretty diverse, ranging from combat animator, senior AI programmer, and UI programmer, and almost all have some small, worthwhile details. An earlier leak had noted that the game was much larger than Skyrim, though it was not immediately clear if it will retain that same format. By every indication, it seems like that suspicion uh, can be confirmed ahead of an official gameplay reveal. In a recent listing for Combat Animator, it appears that Obsidian is looking for a person with experience in quote first-person and third-person melee combat, specifically one with ranged experience. Additionally, another listing is asking for experience with branching dialogue, hinting that we will have more complex conversations in the RPG. Perhaps more interestingly, a few listings seem to reference both cross-excuse me, both cross-platform game development as well as multiplayer game development. First and foremost, don't hold your breath as the game is coming to PS5. Cross-platform most certainly means PC and the different iterations of Xbox brands, the Xbox One, the One X, the Series X, etc. However, if Avowed is able to ship with a multiplayer option or some level of multiplayer interaction, that would be a huge boon to the developing game. Fans have clamored for a non-MMO multiplayer The Elder Scrolls title for ages, and this might just be the answer they are waiting for. It is worth noting, this is not the first time we have seen listings like this from Obsidian. In fact, PC Gamer managed to spot similar roles in September 2019. With this detail in mind, we can imagine they are well into development and building out their teams, not just starting from scratch. 
With that said, take these listings with a considerable grain of salt. The listings don't explicitly mention a vow, and not all job listings are indicative of the final product. There's always the chance they're stocking up on multiplayer engineers for another title, but the timing does seem suspect. Avowed is set to be released on Xbox Series X and PC on an unannounced date, but more details about the game are not expected to be revealed soon. As of now, it is one of the most anticipated upcoming titles of Microsoft for the next-gen consoles. So this is very exciting in my opinion. I am looking very much so forward to Avowed, and I think the biggest element here is multiplayer. Because of the fact that that would be a very significant win for the RPG community. Uh, it would be amazing to see this open world exploration kind of experience that you get uh, by wandering around doing quests with people in a lot of ways. It would encapsulate and capture uh, that feeling that you got whenever you played World of Warcraft when you were younger, or if you play World of Warcraft now, uh, being able to squat up and wander around and doing quests with your friends, that's what we're looking for, but dumbed down, not an MMO, just an RPG. I am very much so interested in that, and with cross-platform, ooh boy, I'm going to have some good times. Uh, but definitely stay tuned, of course, Avowed is on Twitter, you can check out the trailer, all of that good stuff, very excited for that one on the Xbox Series X and PC. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed this one, drop me a like down below, and let me know what stories caught your eye, would love to hear what you have to say. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night, I'll talk to you soon, and peace.